1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie May Peluso. How you doing? What's cracking? I'm glad you're here. Welcome back. This week, we're going old school with just a solo pod from yours truly. And if you want to watch the podcast and see my face, go over to youtube.com forward slash Jessie May Peluso. Check out my YouTube page. Like and subscribe. Share it with your friends. Let them know they can see my face. Well, I am dropping some knowledge, dropping little gems for all of you guys. And if you want to see my face live, come do that. Come see me live. The wide open tour continues. We were just in Rhode Island at the Comedy Connection. We were in Poughkeepsie at Laugh It Up. Our next stop is, where are we going to be? Oh, Carly and I are going to be on the road together, the 18th, 19th, and 20th of November at Creek in the Cave in Austin, Texas. Come check us out. We're going to be doing a live podcast recording on the 20th. All the other shows are stand-up. Check it out. It's going to be so much fun. That's going to be a blast. And uh, let's see, No, uh, first week of December, I'm going to be in Plano, Texas. That's the House of Comedy at Plano, Texas. That's a new club. I'm pumped to go there. Um, they just bought that place. So it's going to be a great weekend. I'm not sure who's going to be with me that weekend. I got have to check my calendar. But uh, the 17th, 18th, and 19th, I'm going to be in the Mall of America. Come waste your money with me. The Mall of America, another House of Comedy weekend. And don't forget, we are wrapping up the wide-open tour in my home turf, Syracuse, New York. Come check it out. That's going to be at the Funny Bone in Carousel Mall. New Year's Eve, two shows, two opportunities to bring in the new year and ring in the new year with your girl, Jessie May Peluso. It's going to be a ton of fun, lots of surprises, and just a great time. Let's go crazy together. That's New Year's Eve, Funny Bone, Syracuse, New York, Hometown, Orangeman, Columbus Bread, uh, Carousel Mall, Mall. Syracuse, Destiny USA, shove it up your ass and come... Laugh in the new year with me. And um without further ado, truly, please listen to this very insightful and really free advice for you guys. You're welcome for the free advice with the one and only me. Sharp tongue podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May. Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're gonna get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey babies. It's your girl Jessie Mae. I am fresh off of my weekend in Poughkeepsie, New York. And let me tell you, don't sleep on Poughkeepsie. Do not sleep on Poughkeepsie. Uh, Before we get into that, if you are watching the video, you could see my shirt says rock, paper, scissors, vagina. Vagina always wins. Um, This isn't a statement on culture. This isn't a statement on women. It's just a really comfortable shirt. Before anybody in the chat, in the comments wanna, you know, say, oh, she's, she's getting political. She's getting political. I mean, I do think vagina always wins, but I also, the, the shirt's comfortable. So, anywho, (laughs) this is a regular Sharp Tongue Podcast episode. We haven't done this in so long. I thought, since I had this luxurious hotel room in Poughkeepsie, New York, that I would take advantage of it. You know, I even set up lights. I've got my little traveling studio that I really love. You know, I know everybody in the podcast world has these luxurious beautiful podcast studios. I like the bare bones, I got to be honest. Um as much as I love going into everyone's studio and especially like Joe Rogan's studio, it's so beautiful. Even Whitney in her house, her her studios is is cool even though there's shit everywhere. Um that's just because that's who she is as a person. The studio's still cool. I really there's something I really enjoy about the grassroots style of how I've done Sharp Tongue for so many years. Um it's evolved and has definitely taken on new life in different directions, like us doing the Grief Survival Guide episodes and, you know, even Dr. Peluso stemming off of my IG story. This all does this all sound very narcissistic? I, I I'm I'm only saying that I, I'm like, oh my IG story, Dr. Peluso. <laughs> Which is just... Oh, there goes one of my lights. As I'm like, I love the grassroots. One of my fucking Amazon.com lights just blasted off. I, I truly have enjoyed being able to just sort of take this with me on the road. And I think that's why I maintain how it's been. Because I want to be able to do it. And if it gets any fancier than this shit, folks, it ain't going to get done. <laughs> it Just truly, with the way my schedule has been lately and how my brain works... It, there would be no podcast. You you guys know, you've been, my OG listeners, you've been with me. Uh, how long we've been doing this podcast? Fucking, I don't know, five years, I want to say. It's maybe even longer than that. There's been ups and downs and, and a handful of times when I haven't been able to get one in in a week. And it's just evolved into a very interesting um, podcast. And I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I really appreciate you guys sticking around and evolving with me, as you say, in the world. Um, I appreciate you. And I also appreciate everybody who came out to Poughkeepsie. Don't fucking sleep on Poughkeepsie, New York. I'm sure the people in Poughkeepsie don't want me to say that. Look at the fucking... (laughs) I'm just pointing, because I I always, when I watch videos, we'll get back to the Poughkeepsie thing in a minute, but when I watch videos, I'm always looking in the fucking background. <clears throat> I don't know about you guys, I am always up, like, what, what is behind this person? And so for the people in the video, we, we don't know what this is. To me, this looks like, like, like a microscopic view of an aorta of a dead person, like a necrotic aorta. I don't even know if those words add up, right? But they sound like they might. Or, or like some artists, some blind man's rendition of a woman's ass. I love, I love hotel room art. It's like a step down from Marshall's. And, you know, that's coming from a person who's fully furnished her whole house in home goods. And, by the way, you guys know Chris McClure. Some of you may not. One of my dear friends. He used to make fun of me because I'd have Marshall's art on my walls. Oh, how dare you? How dare you? I'm sorry that you can't afford... Fucking luxury. Okay? Don't come at me because you don't have the eye. I'm putting lotion on ASMR. The eye that I do. I go into Marshalls. And if there's a horse on it, I'm putting it in the goddamn house. If there's a fucking horse running majestically on a beach, I'm hanging it on my goddamn wall, Christopher McClure. And you know what? You know what? People are going to come over. And the first thing they're going to say, they're going to go, Who? Did you paint that? And I'm going to say absolutely I did. I sure did because that's the beauty of Marshall's art. It looks like you could have made it. That's why I I buy it. So back up. I'm a home decorator. I've really enjoyed Poughkeepsie, New York. Marty was here with me this weekend. We did laugh it up, which is, you know, a more – there's – The comedy rooms in the country have ratings from A to C, like an A room being like um, a comedy store or one of the Funny Bones or even like the improvs across the country. And B rooms and C rooms are generally independent, family-owned rooms. And look, let me tell you, there's value in all of that. The A rooms just come with a little bit more, without a, a lack of better term, class, The staff is on it. um, You're treated a certain way. That's not to say you won't be treated well in the B and C rooms, but there's just a certain level of standard and expectation when it comes to these A rooms that you get, uh, usually consistently across the board. I mean, that being said, Carly and I did get picked up by a guy who had guns in the trunk, and we got pulled over by the cops, and he also threatened one of our fans and ripped his shirt off and threatened to punch the father of these two girls who came out to see us. But, hey, you know, a couple... the crack the theory isn't solid <laughs> the argument isn't solid so there's so many types of rooms across the country and as a comedian you know the way you're treated really is the determining factor of if you return back to the club and so like these B and C rooms you know like a chuckle hut or you know bobs joke shack it, like they have like names like that and they're in like boca raton and places like grand rapids and um you know even places like marco island florida there's just so many rooms that you anticipate and you're like oh man this is gonna fucking be brutal you know and no no matter what level you are as a comedian you know like from joe rogan all the way down to an open micer. I'm somewhere in between. Obviously, I um, actually won't say in between. I'm I I I think I'm closer to the I'm definitely closer to the Joe Rogan than I am from the open micer. But hey, it could go either way, bitch. You know, (laughs) it could go either way. Real quick, I um, there's value in all these rooms. Like I've played theaters, I've played large shows. You know, thousands of people, right down to three people, and there's value in all these types of rooms. You know, you go to these A rooms and they have a built-in fan base and these people come to the to the comedy club every weekend because they're booking headliners and national headliners and it's a consistent situation. And then you go into the B rooms and it's a little bit different because the owners are like booking their friends and and people who say they're funny at work and and so the 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 quality of the comedy is inconsistent. So it sort of provides a challenge for the comedians who go. It's not a bad thing. You know, it's not a fucking bad thing, but there are shit rooms across the country, just like any industry. You know, just like any product. Like sometimes you're going to get a lemon of a car. Sometimes you're going to get a phone that's a piece of shit. Sometimes you're going to get a comedy club that is just b- bogus. You walk in, you're like, ah, oh, fangul, this this weekend is going to be brutal. You know, but that mentality sort of sets it off as well. So I, I like to look at all these rooms across the country as an opportunity. And I accept challenge. I've always been a person who's accepted challenge. I'm adaptable, and for some reason I thrive in chaos. And I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if that's a good thing. I think it's developed from childhood and having to manage adults' traumas, but it's turned me into a pretty adaptable human being and a very resilient woman. So, you know, I I try to find the silver lining in all of these scenarios. That being said, Poughkeepsie, New York, I got to say I walked into this club and I was like, all right, because it was at the belly of a Holiday Inn. And we can call this a B room, you know, we maybe even step in on a seat. but I gotta tell you, they run it really well. You know, they gave me a nice hotel room, and when I say nice hotel room, let me tell you, um, that's based on your standards. You know, I've been doing comedy for a really long time. Uh, normally, I book my own travel because I'm a I'm a bougie bitch. I gotta be honest. Like I I have standards, and I'm now coming into the place in my life where I'm no longer apologizing for wanting good shit. And there's still these people where when you're out with them and you're the person like I am who sort of, I don't demand a certain level of standard. I just live by a certain level of of standard. And so, you know, it's not to say that I'm not flexible and can compromise. I know what I'm worth. And I don't feel like I need to apologize for that, but because some people haven't learned that about themselves, they want to apologize for you. So when you request certain things to be fixed or upgraded or whatever the scenario is, like even as simple as requesting something specific for your food, like I want to know what, what types of oil are you cooking my food in? Because... I've learned, and I realize as an adult that a lot of the health issues that arise for us come from eating out in the bad oils. So I, I'm I'm asking, hey, are you? What are you cooking this in? You cooking this in like motor oil, or we got some nice extra virgin olive oil? So that's just like a, a, a an example of where I'm at. And I'm also like, hey, is this hotel room? Are there how many guys hang out in their cars overnight here? I, I I don't think that that's too much to ask, as a woman, especially you know we want to feel safe and the world is built to eat women. So my desire to have a nice hotel room doesn't make me a fucking diva. It makes me a woman who's been on the road for a long time and somebody who's built a career out of fucking nothing. And I'm tired, bitch. I want a good bed. I didn't need to yell that at you guys, but that's just how I feel. And so like this hotel room's nice, you know. I, I, normally I book my own shit. I probably would have booked something different, especially for a town like this, because it's along the Hudson. Everything's fucking haunted. And I would have booked an inn. Oh, a nice Hudson Valley Inn. I would love to just get like a little, you know, a little ghost action that I didn't get in Alaska. So rude. So rude. I would have loved to book a nice haunted inn so I could get a little spectrophilia. That's right. A little ghost sex. Did you guys ever watch that miniseries? It was years ago. I've talked about this in my stand-up because the, the hotel we stayed at in Anchorage was haunted. And I didn't get one fucking... I got ghosted by a ghost. I didn't get one ghost dick. And I thought that that was very rude. I thought it was extremely rude. I, I complained to Felicity at the front desk. And she told me that they were that she's surprised because people who stayed in my room have seen the children ghosts, and I was like, "Oh, okay, they're kids. Well, you made this awkward felicity because I don't fuck kids dead or alive. So thank you for making this very uncomfortable. But the same thing for this area is i I normally would have booked an Airbnb in a town like this, but because I've been so busy, I just let them book it, and I gotta say. All things considered, when you look at the whole package, they did a great job. They took care of us. They were kind. And oh, Wait, wait, where's my... Oh my I got to show you guys this. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, fungal. I almost fell. Hold on. I got to show you the best part of it all. I should have had this ready, but let me show you. I think it's in here. So this is the best part of it all. Um. <laughs> do you hear the sound? The sound of silence. I mean... Yeah, I love you, Poughkeepsie. Fucking bag of weed. Are you kidding me? I'm coming back to Poughkeepsie. Never not coming back to Poughkeepsie. Oh, happy fucking Halloween. It's Halloween, by the way. Oh, my God. Here, let me put the butt on the mic. Oh, that's so good. I should do an ASMR of me breaking up weed. That's a great idea. I'm going to do that. I'm going to write that down because ADD's a bitch. Anybody out there of ADD? You guys probably know after listening to this fucking podcast. What did I just say? ASMR. <laughs> I could have Debbie just note it for me, but no, I, I'm a type A and I've got to write it down right now. I honestly, the the ADD is so real, but I think it makes a creative person sort of um, function in an interesting way. You know, their art becomes something very interesting. I keep telling myself that anyways, you know, I think of Robin Williams and his crazy brain, and I just tell myself that, yeah, 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 that's where we're, that's what we're doing. That's what we're working towards. But the point of the whole long intro is that I've had a great weekend in Poughkeepsie. And there's this amazing bridge over the Hudson that you can walk. And it's like 275 miles. It goes from Poughkeepsie all the way to Buffalo. You can literally take this bridge, this trail from Poughkeepsie, New York, all the way to fucking Buffalo, New York. That's a long way. And it's also like, I don't know what what that's for, why we need that trail. I mean, obviously it's cool to have excursions and people who like to ride their bikes for days, which I don't know what's happening there. Like get a divorce lawyer. You can't ride away from your marriage. These these trails, these long ass trails, are just like <laughs> you know, I respect everybody's extracurricular activities. I just don't know how long we need to be on this trail. You know, I know there's people out there who like to hike the Appalachian after their mom dies. Shout out to Cheryl Strade. But the what's the fuck are the rest of you doing? You know, what are you running away from? That's what I always think when I see people running marathons or you know i'm i'm training to get up to mount everest why what the fuck are you running away from you, you let's in the process of training for the changes in elevation in in mount everest on your excursion to mount everest why don't we also why don't we also pair that it pairs nicely with some some therapy some some zoom therapy let's just why not toss that in to mentally prepare yourself for Mount Everest, because by the time you're done preparing, maybe you realize that the Mount Everest you really wanted to climb was from your childhood, and you climbed that hill in therapy. I, it's I'm spitballing. I'm only throwing it out there. I um we have questions. Uh, well, not necessarily questions as much as they are voicemails. You guys know we like to do those, so we'll get to those in a little bit. But um, so much has happened. I realized just a couple days ago, well, obviously, um, actually, like, probably for the past couple months, how exhausted I am. And I realized there's so much has happened. And I'm sure a lot of you have thought the same thing. And I do this, like, guilt thing where I go, oh, other people have had it worse than me. That's so irrelevant. That's so irrelevant to your individual struggle who gives a fuck what other people have been through? That has nothing to do with you. Your struggle is your struggle. This is me just wanting to validate complaining. <laughs> but no, I've been through a lot. And I I also am very proud of myself because of all I've experienced in these past few years. You know, from my dad dying, having to get a restraining order on a very toxic individual, going through a breakup, um, quarantine happening, to my mom dying, all of that happening consecutively year after year since 2016. There's been a major life-changing event. Um, And I'm going to get more into this. I'm going to dive deep into this on my next personal grief survival guide episode because the last two we've done have been with guests and this is not a grief survival guide episode, but I will go deeper into it because there's more involved. But all that being said, I needed to take that mental note. I actually texted it to Deb. I wrote down the timeline of what I've been through, even excluding my breakup, the quarantine and me having to get a restraining order on a person. Um, It's a lot to, to manage (laughs) on top of that. Excuse me. I'm very phlegmy in, in Poughkeepsie. I don't know. I think I might be allergic to the air. Poughkeepsie, I think Poughkeepsie put something in the air to keep people away from Poughkeepsie because they want people to keep sleeping on it because they don't want it to become a blown up place like what happens on all these travel shows when people find out about these cool cities and then they ruin it for the fucking locals. I think they put something in the air. The same thing that was in the air from The Happening, M. Night Shyamalan's movie about the toxic queef that was billowing through Pennsylvania. I think they put that here in Poughkeepsie so people wouldn't move here. Because Marty and I both have had breathing issues and throat issues. I'm very fidgety because I don't like this bench I'm on, this weird fucking bench. (laughs) I haven't had a cup of coffee. Can you believe it? So um, I, I honestly, I just, there's been so much that's happened and in very traumatic events. You know, I think people are only able to handle like three traumatic events in a fucking lifetime. And I've done six in the past, you know, five years consecutively. So I'm proud of myself because out of that, I was able to achieve goals. And, you know, I did the tattoo show with... Netflix, Tattoo Redo. Thank you. Shout out to everybody who's watched it. Go watch it again. Go binge it again. Tell your friends about it if they haven't seen it. We are hoping to hear about a season two, and I'll let you guys know as soon as I know. Um, But then from that, I made really great friends. Like, Rose and I have become very close. She's just such a sweet soul. She's one of those people when you meet, you're like, I, you're stuck with me for life. And, um, you know, one of the other things that I'm very proud of out of this whole scenario is Carly and I created a podcast together out of the quarantine. And that was years in the making just because of our friendship evolving and developing. And she's one of my closest friends. I I call her one of my best friends. She's just, she's in my, she's in my pinned contacts on my iPhone. So, you know, it's legit. It's my baby girl. She's my baby girl. She knows everything about me. And I literally, I, I go to her with my truth. And that's how you know it's a real fucking friend because I know she's going to tell me how she feels and I'm going to value her opinion. Um, But her and I started a podcast. You know, we call it, it's girl, it's Patreon exclusive. I know everyone's mad about that. Well, not everybody, the real fans, the OGs appreciate it. You know, right now it's Patreon exclusive. Who knows what could happen to it in the future? But because of our, both of our lives and schedules and how long we've been doing what we, what we do, We wanted to make something for people who really wanted to fucking listen to it and who really respected what we, you know, who we are and what we have to say. We don't think we're, like, changing anybody's lives. But let me tell you, there's some – we talk about some real shit on that podcast. It's called Girl, G-Y-R-L, Giving You Real Life. And it's Patreon exclusive and it's going really well. And we started touring with it. We did our first show in New York City. On October 9th, shout out to everybody who came out. We sold out the city winery. It was so much fun. We had Team Perloff off there, Debbie DeRoses, and Rudy Tudes. Um, also, our uh, uh, someone who's just you know just so so many people came out, and also Dr. Langer from fucking Lenox Hill Neurosurgery came. Yeah, I've got and I have very smart friends because of this podcast. But, you know, having done all this, I had to take a little bit of inventory and be like, okay, you're you're doing okay. Because sometimes I think even, you know, people look at like celebrities or famous people and assume that we're impervious to stress and self-doubt and wanting to quit and having imposter syndrome, all those things I felt for years. And even this past year, like just not knowing what the fuck was going on. And and looking back now, I'm like, Oh, I, I actually achieved some pretty fucking cool shit. And I'm proud of myself. And, you know, I got from hanging out with Rose in the show, we became good friends. And then when I was in New York for my girl show, um, girl pod live show at the city winery with Carly, Rose came out. And prior to that, the, the show, she let me tattoo her. You know, that's pretty fucking cool. And I didn't realize how hard that would be. Let me tell you, when people tell me, I don't know how you do stand-up comedy, I always think, we well, could just get up on stage. You could just get up on stage and just start talking. Like, to me, it's not – I've done it for 20 years. It's a part of who I am. I don't even – it's not that I don't think about it. I still get nervous. I still get anxious. Um, I get excited you know it's something that is requires skill but when people say it looks so hard i don't know how you do it i'm like it's it's fucking it's literally it's not brain surgery just go fucking get on stage so when i was in new york visiting rose she's like you have to tattoo me because she's from you know (laughs) new zealand and i can't do the gnar she says gnar um I love her. Her voice is so fucking adorable. Her accent is amazing. She's like, well, you're going to come visit me. You got a tattoo, man. And I was like, no. So she, she gave me a tattoo. I have a new tattoo here, which I will talk about on the next Grief Survival Guide episode. Hint, hint. And she let me tattoo her. And I got to tell you, I was fucking scared. <clears throat> I was terrified. I thought like, oh, I can do this. How hard could it be to tattoo somebody the same way people view comedy? I was looking at stand up. I was looking at tattooing. And this is coming off of a show watching them do hours of cover ups. You know, but I put that the needle in my hand and and we decided I was like I'm just going to do a heart cuz I want to make it the, the the most minimal movement ever. No no shading, nothing, just a fucking heart. Let's let's keep it simple. When I tell you How terrified I was. It felt like. I I hadn't had that feeling in so long. It felt exhilarating. Is that crazy? It felt so exhilarating. And I don't know if that's like bad. That I was exhilarated to. Permanently tattoo somebody. And like put a needle on their body. Maybe that's indicative of something else. And we can get into that in another episode. But. Seriously, I, I was like shaking and she was nervous. I'm like, bitch, you. she's covered head to toe in tattoos. I'm like, if you're nervous, this is not going to go well. There's so – the, the mechanics of it just reminded me of the mechanics of comedy where I know sort of how to move on stage when things happen, when there's a heckler, if there's a noise that interrupts a show or if something breaks. There's all these happenstances that, that can occur – that I know how to sort of navigate and circumvent because of years of doing it and the motions of it, the technical aspect of it, and just the, the way it, how, how you have to function. All of those steps are second nature to me now because I've done it for so long. But when I went to tattoo her, I didn't know what to do first and and so she has to tell me, you know, because there's the ink and then you've got the spray so you can wipe the thing and there's like a jar of of cum. I don't know what it is. There's like a cum jar there. There's also, <clears throat> uh, there's just, there's so many steps to get from putting the needle and the ink to the skin. And so I do all this and then I go to tattoo her and she goes, oh, fuck, you've got to put gloves on. And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't have any gloves on. <laughs> Like the most basic step, which, by the way, they wear gloves all the time, you know? And I was like, oh, we were just like, she goes, oh my, oh my God, I almost forgot to tell you to put gloves on. I know that was more like a drunk marionette puppet from Ireland, but give me a break. Cut me some slack. This is not New Zealand cultural appropriation. This is me genuinely trying to do the accent of one of my dear friends. And so I go to tattoo her and I was like fucking shaking. And I've never intentionally hurt somebody besides emotionally. I've never intentionally hurt someone. And and just to know that this is like hurting a human, even though she's covered in tattoos, that thought was running through my mind. Like, oh my God, I'm fucking, I am scratching someone's skin and there's blood. And it felt really weird. But it also felt kind of cool to like literally make my mark on somebody you know, from an ego standpoint, I was like, "I'm this is my fucking property." I'm right. I'm, I'm claiming this is my piece right here. But it was it, it was very difficult. It was very fucking difficult. Let me tell you. You think you can do stand up comedy? You think you can be a tattoo artist? It's not that simple. It is not that simple. People make it look easy because some people have some natural talent. Thank you, ding. But for the most part, that shit requires years. Of practice to make it look like second nature. And kudos to everybody who does tattoos and does tattoos well. Because I I realize there's a a talent and I think also a natural inclination to it as well that I don't have. (laughs) I don't have that. So shout out to Rose for giving me some real estate on her body because she has permanent real estate in my soul. I love you, Rose. I love you so much. Other things, I have my little notes from things that I've done that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Other things that I've done that were exhilarating were I was on the Jason Ellis podcast a couple of weeks ago, who I love. Shout out to Jason Ellis and Kevin and Tully. We'll get to Tully too. Um, And I go to do his podcast and he's like, we've got to shoot something before, you know, they do promos. And I was like, all right, cool. So we go upstairs to his gym. Jason has this, you know, like fucking Muay Thai karate set up in his kitchen because he's insane. Him and his wife are both just beautifully insane people. I love them. And he goes, all right, I'm going to film you punching Kevin in the head. I was Kevin Kraft, one of his co-hosts. And I was like, what? You want, excuse me? Um, I'm going to, Como say what? What the fungal are you talking about? He's like, yeah, I'm going to pu- I'm going to, and he's from Australia. He's like, I'm going to film you punching Kevin in the head. It's So bad. <laughs> I don't know who's worse at accents. Carly can do a really good London, like British accent, but all- then you ask her to do other areas and they all sound like that, but she does that one really well. <clears throat> I can't do any of them well. So he's like, yeah, you're going to punch Kevin in the head. And I was like, no. And so they filmed me. I put gloves on, which I've never done. I put these gloves on and I had to punch Kevin Kraft in the head. And I've never, I've never hit anybody in the head like that before in my life. And I felt so bad and I was laughing so hard because it was something that was so foreign to me. And I couldn't, I couldn't open up on him. I couldn't like, a part of me would not let me hit him as hard as I could. And I regret that now. (laughs) I want to rematch. I want to fucking punch him as hard as I can. <laughs> because as I was hitting him, I kind of understood how boxing gets addictive or how sparring becomes someone's hobby. There was There's something animalistic about it. There's something like ingrained in the animal side of our human being that I tapped into when I was hitting Kevin Kraft. And... It felt exhilarating. These new things, these like tattooing Rose and punching Kevin in the head, they felt so fucking exhilarating that I wanted to tell you guys to go do that thing you're fucking scared of. Because, yeah, it's going to be scary. It's going to hurt. But it's so fucking fun and exhilarating. And you feel great about yourself afterwards, which is terrible to say after punching a friend in the head. But it's all for a good cause. I think (laughs) it's all for the name of fun and entertainment and, you know, pushing the needle, I guess you could say literally into the skin, but doing these two new things made me feel like stronger and also made me realize that maybe I'm maybe deep down inside, I'm a murderer. I could be a murderer. You know, obviously not a really successful one because I'm using a tiny needle and I'm not giving it my all, but it tapped into something in me. It, it 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 sort of, you know, those horror movies where the earth cracks and like a demon comes out or like a creature crawls out from the earth. That's what happened when I tattooed Rose and I punched Kevin. They unleashed a demon and she wants to get out. And so I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to have to do some sort of karate, some sort of like self defense class because I I want to, I want to hit shit. I really want to hit it now. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, let's get to some of these fan voicemails. Uh, a bunch of you guys have called. If you want to call into the podcast, give us a call. It is 513-916-0930, and we'll pick some of our favorites to play on the podcast. Let's start from the most recent. Sorry, guys. Let me make this louder. Hold on. This guy was so quiet. Here we go. How do I put this on? Okay. Wait. Wait for it. Can you guys hear that? It's really low. How do I get this to be a speakerphone? Hold on, guys. Speaker, there we go.
0: Hey, Jesse May. Uh Just calling to say how much I appreciate the podcast. Um, find myself having to rewind often because the discussions about recovery or relationships or whatever, I just kind of get phased out thinking about my own experiences and uh, often have to rewind <laughs> just to, I don't know, catch back up because it just makes me think so much about, you know, things, so. Just wanted to say I appreciate you. I appreciate what you do. And uh, keep up the great work. Again, thanks so much. See ya.
1: Oh, you are so sweet. Did you say your name? I don't... Maybe you said your name in the beginning and we just missed it because I couldn't figure out how to put the fucking speakerphone on? Well, someone's trying to slip into my pants. No, thank you very much. I appreciate that. You know, I'm talking shit here. I'm talking from my heart, my soul, and right out of the moment um i do prepare some stuff because i want to tell you guys things like my little nerd notes that i keep but for the most part i like to you know kind of keep it as candid and revealing as possible because it's just a different side to me that you guys might enjoy listening to uh let's see here here's another one
0: wow just coming it's an honor my name is Chad. I live in the Twin Cities. Looking forward to having you around during the holidays for your show. I think if there's one thing we all need right now, it's definitely comedy. And, uh, all you guys are doing a wonderful job of keeping us inspired. And, and, uh, I don't really have a question. I, the purpose of my call is just to give you a ton of credit for being able to openly talk about, like, the things going on. In your life and it just gives the rest of us uh hope and maybe I kind of think that my days aren't as bad (laughs) when I hear things and you know and the loss of your parents which is still very fresh and my parents are pushing 80 and I often wonder about like what kind of person am I going to be when they're gone Mm. and I'm contemplating like notorious bank robber right now but (laughs) there's options you know I got time Hopefully, but anyway, you're amazing. I uh, appreciate you.
1: Have a great day. See you. Bye. You guys are like I'm. I'm sitting here waiting for. I just want to know when I can take you out and what colors your what colors your vagina. And you guys are really you're being the sweetest ever. I'm gonna have to play that one on the grief survival guide episode and get into it. I I really appreciate that. We're gonna start crying soon here.
0: Uh, like if the machine off, but, uh, my number. Anyway, uh, you know, also, um, sorry. Also, like, still the Dresden, so I
1: like the machine? Anyhow, uh, uh, my number 21- Oh, why are you giving me your number? You guys think like look, this is for the podcast. This isn't for us to be friends. You're all my friends, but damn, you want me to individually call every one of you? He's like, here's my number. Give me a call back. Okay, let me read what this message says. I think it was like a, a runoff of another one. Can I give you a message, just going to have a six-year relationship, and, it, and should, I should explain why I'm acting so weird. I just want to know that uh, off with me. Sorry, this is Mike. I don't know. I think Mike, Mike maybe was having a, a situation. Let's try this.
0: Oh, my God. I didn't remember that part at the end. Dr. Jessica May Peluso. It is Michael Jang calling from Toronto. Once again, um, I'm just calling not to necessarily be on the podcast, but so maybe if you bet this, you don't have to play it. Hopefully you're not listening to this for the first time while you're doing the podcast. Uh- so I apologize to everybody out there listening and watching or watching.
1: Now we have to. Um,
0: but the reason for the call, um, you know, I'm a super fan and I care and worry about you, weirdly enough. Um, I saw your IG post about Joey P and uh, just wanted to let you know that I was thinking of you and um, how these sort of anniversary days are um, always hard, especially the first ones, right? Um,
1: This is like another... We're going to have to... I want to save this because I'm looking in the messages and reading his and this is perfect for my grief survival guide episode. So, I don't I normally don't cut these off, but Michael Jang from Toronto, I I see what you're saying and it's powerful stuff, so I'm saving that for another episode. Sorry guys to do that to you. Let's try this one.
0: Jesse May. This is Iset. I'm also from Syracuse. I recently wrote Carly a letter or an email, I should say, and she read it on her podcast. So I definitely, definitely want to come out and see your guys' show when you come and... A couple of you after. I think it'd be a great time. But I had to call you because I've been sitting here listening to your podcast and hearing you suffer from red wine. <laughs> and maybe you heard of them before, maybe not, but I swear by wine wands I got them on Amazon. They also sell them at Wegmans. But they're amazing. I'm telling you. You put this little tampon like thing in your wine and you let it sit in there and it gets all the sulfites and all that stuff. You won't be stuffy. You won't feel like shit the next day. I'm telling you, you have to try them. But anyway, again, hope to see you guys when you come to Syracuse. Bye.
1: Oh, my God, girl. Wine wand? Look, you guys know I don't like to hawk products. Anything that I partner with, anybody I partner with, I have to try and enjoy the product. Like, Mudwater and I became partners because I discovered Mudwater years ago. And I enjoy it. And I, I have it with me. I travel with it. But wine wand? Are we going to need to make them a, a a sponsor of the podcast? I'm going to have to test it out. I'm going to put it in my Amazon cart right now. She said wine wand. And I'm, I'm concerned that it's a tampon you put in red wine. That might not be fun, but it's Halloween, so maybe I can get one in for today. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at this. Wand purifier filter stick removes histamines and sulfites. Look at this, you guys. The guys are probably like, oh, who cares? This is going to be a game changer. I'm adding it to the cart girl right now. It's in the cart. Check me out. It's there. Thank you. That's how you that's how you spread love right there. Oh boy, we've got another another call.
0: Jesse May, this is Johnny Mack. Just want to say thank you for everything you've done. Love the podcast for everything you do. Huge fan, obviously. See you in October.
1: Yes. Johnny Mac, a fan here, here to say hello. I appreciate you, Johnny Mac. What's what was October 13th? You said I'm here. Oh, maybe that the voice they don't always pick up like the the words properly. But so there's a couple there that I cut off. I apologize, but because I want to do um what what Johnny or what the guy's name, Michael Yang Jang was talking about is you know my dad passed on October 29th 3 years ago um my mom's death anniversary is November 13th her birthday is November 27th and my dad's birthday was September 30th so these few months have been very fucking heavy the the um death anniversaries are very fucking heavy um so that's sort of what he was getting into and because i also want to do a grief survival guide episode with you guys i didn't want to like get into that on this because i, I want to keep this old school OG STP and not go too heavy on you guys <laughs> every week i know we had the past two episodes were grief survival guide episodes so i was like let me let me keep this kind of fun and light um speaking of fun and light there's something i've been talking about in my stand up that is fucking ridiculous, and I have to talk to you guys about it. And it's relatively older news because of how fast the news cycle are these days. But um, what what happened was Demi Lovato, I don't know if anyone knows about this, she was heard saying um, that we need to stop referring to aliens as aliens because it's derogatory. I And I'm not talking about aliens who cross the border. I'm not talking about people who are fleeing their horrible countries to come to ours. I'm talking about fucking extraterrestrials. That's what she means. We're losing our minds. And look, I know this girl has struggled with some mental health issues and I wish her the best and I hope she gets all the help she needs. She's a beautiful, talented, very talented individual. And that comes at a cost. You know, when you're in the limelight, the way she is and the, the level of talent she's at, there's expectations and pressure that you guys can, can't can even imagine. I can't even imagine. You can't even fathom what she's going through. And if you're already sort of susceptible to mental illness, which I think most of us can have an element of that in our life, just imagine how hard it is to adapt. And especially, like, coming out of quarantine, two years And this, whatever this fucking new normal is, it it wears on everybody. You know, we've been at home with ourselves for way too long and we've probably looked at ourselves in the mirror and realized how we've occurred. I know I have. And we've had to make some hard changes. Hopefully we've unpacked a whole bunch of shit. Hopefully we looked at what was going on in our life and got rid of the stuff that was holding us back unpacked some of the toxic behaviors and people and things that we were implementing into our body and our mind and our soul. Hopefully we did that, but that's, that's a terrifying ordeal. That's an exhausting ordeal. And just because she's famous and a celebrity doesn't make her impervious to struggle. And I think that's sort of the misconception sometimes. Maybe we're getting over that. Maybe we're learning that these people are just people, but like people, sometimes we say some dumb shit. And she said, we have to stop calling aliens aliens. What, to, how, who told you that? What, what did you, did an alien? Uh, my question is, what alien told you that? Because I, I, I need to know where you met this alien, sis. Are you, did you get abducted? And in and the, and, and they, in the process of the abduction, they just wanted to let you know that their feelings were hurt? crazy. It's crazy. I think we've all kind of fucking lost our minds. It's insane to say that. It's insane to be like, no, we can't call aliens aliens. It's derog. What? She said it in her show. She's got like an alien show where she's, you know, talking about all this shit. And maybe it was just for entertainment. I say a lot of dumb shit just to get a rise out of people. But it worked. What does she think is happening? These aliens are like traveling intergalactically and and, and they, they come to Earth and view us like creatures in a vivarium and as they go to leave our atmosphere they go to leave and the alien's like hey hold up did you hear what we just were referred to as in malibu turn the ship around we got to go back and blast this bitch we just were referred to as an alien and i will not stand for that mainly because i float because gravity doesn't apply to me (laughs) Oh, I love Demi Lovato for saying that shit. Vagina always wins, bitch. So does crazy. That's beautiful. I think that's a beautiful thing. I like that. She seems fun. I, You know, she's like, we can't call aliens aliens. That's some shit I would say on my period when I was stoned. We gotta stop calling aliens aliens. <laughs> Have we considered how they feel about that? Can somebody get me some macaroni and cheese pizza? There's too much to think about. There's too much to consider. Uh, look, I, I want, I really see the value in people feeling seen. There's extreme value in that. There's extreme value in that. Because if you look at the horrible things that happen in the world, in, in our country, like all these school shootings, I guarantee you those kids Those crazy white boys that go and shoot up schools didn't feel seen. And I am not in any way defending them. But they are a product of our society. Aren't we as people responsible for how we carry on in society and the behaviors we put out? Because those elicit and create other behavior. We are creatures that learn by copying. We learn by... Literally, as children, we're just carbon copies of our parents. So if a kid is raised, and he's raised to be racist, or whatever, it's because of his parents. And the same goes for society. His parents are a product of something. That's why it's such a vicious cycle and a vicious circle, because it's like a chicken and the egg. How do you go back to the source of all of this? So much of the way people act is because they don't feel seen. And think about that the next time you're dealing with people. Customer service, um, you know, a friend, and your your boyfriend, your, your wife, your kid. Everybody wants to be seen. And if you think about that, before you start communicating with people, you'll learn how to communicate with people better. Instead of you trying to get your viewpoint across, you're going to understand that they want their viewpoint seen. And that's how you sort of communicate. That's how you negotiate. That's the basis of negotiation. What are they thinking and feeling? If I go to a place where there's a service, a service industry, a restaurant, even um, flight attendants, um, counter people at the airport, you know, the, 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 the agents at the airport, any place where there's a transactional relationship and those people are treating you like a, like they're stressed out and they have an attitude. I'm, I'm not like, who the fuck does this bitch think she is? Doesn't she know who I am? How dare she? The customer's always right. Because the customer's always right, the employees are always exhausted and miserable. Because you motherfuckers are always right. And by the way, you're not. A lot of you are stupid and entitled. And you yell at people, and you're just projecting, and it's fucking rude and gross. And when I go to these counters and somebody catches an attitude with me, I'm I'm Sicilian, so I do have to take a breath. I do have to go, I have to fucking namaste myself because I am a spicy meatball. I'm a spicy meatball. I really am. I do have a capability to get hot and a little a little picante. So I have to breathe through that. Meditations really help me center myself to not go for my first reaction because your first reaction is usually wrong for the most part, except, you know, in instances where you're escaping danger, then you're probably dealing with it right. But in this instance, I have to take a breath. But if they're catching an attitude with me, I flip myself into them, not like sexually. I'm not like inside of the woman at the desk. I mean, meta. I mean emotionally. I mean, I'm imagining myself as her. Now, why would she be stressed? Maybe she hasn't slept. Maybe this is her second or third job. Maybe he is a single dad. Maybe she's battling cancer. Once you start to say this to yourself, you really evolve the way you walk in the world. And for me, I've always sort of felt this way about people because of how I was raised by my parents. But when I lost those people, my mom and my dad, it really made me evolve deeper into this empathetic being. And it's not a perfect science. I'm not always perfectly empathetic. I'm a human. I get exhausted. I have 500 podcasts right now. (laughs) So it is an exercise in restraint. But... There's a real power to communicating to people as people. And, and literally, you have to walk in their shoes and understand why their fucking feet hurt before you start to bark at them. So I just want you to think about that the next time you go out in the world or you're on the phone and you're on customer service. I know how stressful it is. It fucking sucks. I know how bad it sucks when you're, you're trying to get things done and you can't because somebody's incompetent. Why are they incompetent? Maybe they're not incompetent. Maybe they haven't slept well. Maybe they're sick. Maybe their kid is sick. It's not all about you. And once you really realize that and start to walk in the world like that, it's amazing what opens up for you, truly. And that's that's as deep as I'm going to go on this particular podcast. I'm going to leave that with you guys and see how that makes you feel. Maybe maybe you already know it. Maybe you don't, you know, maybe it'll change the way you guys function in the world. And, and that's all I can hope for. And that can be a nice, you know, evolving being on its own, its own evolution. You guys can go out and start to change the world one person at a time, just with less attitude. That's all I'm asking. And let me tell you, there's real value to going out on a hike and screaming into nature. You just got to let it out. And I'm due for that real soon. I'm due for that real soon. I, I honestly really appreciate you guys. Um, please check out my girl podcast with Carly, G-Y-R-L, Patreon exclusive. As I mentioned before, Tully and I... Oh, God, excuse me. <laughs> oh, it was so gross. And I fart all over the place. I'm like, ooh, excuse me. Um, Tully and I, Mike Tully, we've been podcast... Uh, partners for years because we've podcasted for years and we decided to finally do a podcast together. Also Patreon exclusive. It's called the deuce and you guys can find that at patreon.com forward slash the deuce podcast. Every week you'll get audio video. Um, It's exciting to create things with my friends and I hope you guys enjoy them. I also, I think Spotify and I are finally going to reopen the podcast I created with them years ago before quarantine that sort of got shelved because of everything that was going on and now we're cracking back into it so that's going to be awesome and uh, my wide open tour we're, we still have got some dates left let's see where we're going to be um, I'm going to I we have to move our girl date I'm sorry November 13th because I got invited to be a special VIP guest of Tony Robbins yes <laughs> I'm going to build this Paluso empire and evolve. I'm going to evolve. I'm going to walk on coals, motherfucker. I'm sipping the tea. I'm all the way in. So I'm going to be with Tony Robbins in Florida for that weekend. But Carly and I will be... On the road, come check us out in Austin, Texas the 18th, 19th and 20th we'll have a live podcast on the 20th that's at the Creek in the Cave in Austin, Texas it's going to be so much fucking fun you can get tickets at com. I'm also going to be in Plano, Texas the first weekend of December, the 2nd through the 4th that's at the House of Comedy the new club there, I'm so pumped to check that out, I'm going to be at the Mall of America House of Comedy at the Mall of America December 16th, 17th and 18th and we are wrapping up the wide open tour in my hometown of Syracuse, New York on New Year's Eve at the Funny Bone. I just got word that it is open. Um, The tickets should be live on my site this week for sure. And um, I hope you guys come out. It's going to be a great way to wrap up this fuckery of a couple years and really a few years for me. I'm going out. I'm going out hard. It's going to be so much fun. There's going to be some special guests and a lot of fun things. So that's New Year's Eve at the Funny Bone in Syracuse, New York. And thank you guys so much. I, I really appreciate you. And I will get back into those voicemails that I cut off because I, they really go with what I want to discuss with you guys on another Grief Survival Guide episode. But for now, don't be an asshole. Learn a new skill and love yourself. Learn to love yourself. That, that's a skill. That's a life skill that you can carry on and pass down to your children so you don't raise assholes. Thanks, guys.